You're listening to the Geek Universe Fandom Podcast. I am your host, Calvin Jones. Now, let's get it. Shut up and sit down. This is the Geek Universe Fandom Podcast. I am your host, Calvin Jones. This is a show where we talk about all things geeked out and freaked out in the geek multiverse, ladies and gentlemen. Alright guys, so there is a lot of crazy, crazy news happening in movie fandom if you're a fan of comic book movies or just movies and television in general if you like that stuff i mean all kinds of craziness is happening right now probably the biggest thing in the news i would say is this uh at&t is making some big big moves all right huge moves because they announced that you know most of their streaming pretty much most of the movies for warner brothers you know at&t owns warner brothers right so most of their movies are going to streaming first, and then they're going to have a theatrical run after they have, like, I think it's 30 days for each movie. You know, Wonder Woman was the first, but then the game changed big time when, because the thing is, with Wonder Woman coming out, you know, that was huge, right? But now it's not just Wonder Woman, it's their entire big, I mean, here's some of the movies they're going to release, right? So you got the first one in December the 25th, right? That's 30 days and then it's going, I think it's 30 days, and then it's a theatrical run as well. So you're going to have 30 days of it on streaming at the same time it's going to be in uh, the theaters, right? And that's for Wonder Woman. But a couple of other big name movies, you got the um, uh, you got the uh, Matrix 4, right? And then, of course, on top of that, you got the uh, uh, Dune. You got uh, Kong versus, uh, King Kong versus uh, Godzilla. And then, um, you know, what's another one? That's just a few. Mortal Kombat. And so those are just the ones I know off the top of my head. But that's a pretty big slate of movies, man. Then, of course, you got the Snyder Cut that's coming. So, you know, HBO Max. I mean, I heard they have like only 7 million subscribers. So knowing that you have all these crazy great movies coming out back to back, right? Because 2021 is going to be a huge year for movies, man. I mean, 2020 has sucked. But I think that 2021 is going to be that rebound. All the stuff that we were missing that was supposed to come out this year. Hey, man, it's going to be a crazy year for movies, whether it's at home or in the theaters. You know, so that's going to be interesting. So that's going to be thing, something we're going to talk about, too. Got live action Spider-Verse news because, man, there's some crazy, crazy, crazy news that's happening. Okay, I mean, it's just at this point, it's just so obvious that we have a multiverse live action Spider-Man Spider-Verse movies. It's going to happen. All right. We're going to talk about that because all these different actors It started off with Jamie Foxx and now Alfred Molina, the guy that played Doc Ock in the uh, original, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 2. He is coming to the MCU as Doc Ock. Yo, man. It's kind of, you know, that, that to me, both of those are red flags. But then you're hearing this rumor of, um, you know, three Spider-Men, right? So we're going to talk about that a little bit, too. And then also, you know, this is going to tie into another topic. We got um, 
We got Daredevil. Charlie Cox, the actor Charlie Cox, might be in the MCU. All right, there's a rumor, and this is going to tie into the uh, the uh, Daredevil movie. Or, excuse me, uh, the, uh, this is going to tie into the uh, Spider-Man 3, Tom Holland's Spider-Man 3. It's uh, supposed to be coming out next year in December of 2021. I think it's December. I, I could be wrong on that date, but I'm not going to look it up on the spot because, you know, I'm recording. But, um, yeah, this is big deal, man. This is huge, huge movie news, so we're going to be covering that. And then also... Um, I guess something else I want to talk about because the thing is, if they if there's any truth to this, I want to talk about what Marvel shows they could possibly be bringing back. You know, and there's, this is not confirmed, right? But what shows, and you know, tell me what you think if you happen to be you know listening to this or if you happen to be listening to it on YouTube, do me a favor, go to the comment section and tell me what you think because. I have my opinion. I'm going to talk about that on the shows that I think that they should bring back. And if they don't bring them back, you know, they could recast. And honestly, I don't really think, to be truthful, if they decided to do a soft reboot and just recast some of the actors, I don't think it would be that big of a deal because um, some of the actors, you know, I mean, they were great. But if they do recast it a little bit, or if they do like a mixture where they have the main characters show up, but then they recast some of the minor characters. Yeah, that would be interesting. So we're going to see how that goes. All right, so let's get to this first topic, right? Um, first topic, HBO putting all their movies on streaming. All right, so this is a big deal. And this is the reason this is a big deal is because of the fact that, um, I mean, this is a, it, it's, it's historic. Because the thing is, this pandemic, I mean, as I'm recording this, this is still 2020, right? So for those who are listening to this into the future, five or six years from now, if they happen to be listening to this, right? I hope, you know, one can only dream. But my thing is, this is a game changer because we're talking about they're, they're shortening the theatrical window from um, what I'm understanding probably to 90 days because you're going to put this movie out there because, you know, the first one that's going to be doing this is Wonder Woman, 84. So they're going to have the movie on streaming for 30 days and then it's also going to be currently, as that's going on, also is going to be in the theaters at the same time. So they're doing that for some of their big blockbuster movies that are coming up here in 2021. And that's a big deal, man, because the thing is, you know, this is one of those things where a lot of these big theater movies, you know, because there was, a, you know, a while back there was the uh, streaming uh, bidding war to try to get, uh, I think it was Netflix and um, a couple of other ones, too. I think Apple TV. Well, they were trying to get the um, they were trying to get the streaming rights to the uh, No Time to Die. You know, that's the latest James Bond movie. And the deal about that is these dudes were basically saying, and I put out a YouTube video that, you know, honestly, I got to I probably put out another video about that because I think I made a mistake with that. Because what happened was it turns out that it could have happened if, you know, if Apple and Netflix were willing to pay $600 million. Because the thing is, for a movie like that, No Time to Die, it's a James Bond movie. These movies have made, I mean, these No Time to Die, you know, James Bond movies with Daniel Craig in recent history. These movies have made, you know, upwards of $600 million to a billion dollars, okay? All the Daniel Craig movies 
as Bond, you know, have gotten close to those numbers. And a few of them, I mean, I don't know off the top of my head, but a few of them have actually done a billion dollars. So they said in order to be taken seriously with your offer, you got to give us at least 600 million. Because thing is, this is a 200 and at least 200 plus million dollar movie production. So for it to be profitable for them, they want at least 600 million. Now, personally, I, you know, that's a lot of money. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, I mean, it's a business thing. And I think that what's going to be really interesting moving forward is because uh, this this is a game changer, with, you know, and, and here's why it's a game changer. You got these big blockbuster movies, right? I think that what, you know, what, what's happened is the pandemic has speeded up what was going to happen anyway. Because the fact is, I mean, this is something, the idea of streaming big blockbuster movies, it's been something that people have been wanting to see for the future. But what happened was the pandemic, because people couldn't go into the theaters, this has only speeded up something that was going to happen in, say, maybe five years, maybe six years, or ten, right? Because technology has changed the game to where so many people would rather stay at home and watch great movies or TV shows from streaming. And the thing about that is it's partly because the theaters, to be fair, the theaters is the partner with the production companies, right? But what's happened was the theaters have been doing terrible as far as customer service right sanitation has been garbage it's the thing is truth be told i've seen a few movies since they opened up the theaters again because of the pandemic and honestly it's a little bit cleaner as far as the bathrooms and some of the uh you know uh, they, they have sanitation stations everywhere i you know uh sanitizing all that good stuff but the problem is you know it's to me, it's too little too late. And I think that I'm predicting because of this move by Warner Brothers, HBO, Max, they're basically trying to get their subscription service up because they're seeing that the movie theater only for the major m m money, that model is starting to die. Okay? I'm not saying that people are not going to ever go to the theaters. And I, I think, still think that there's going to be some movie, they're, they're still going to make money. But when it comes to like the big blockbuster movies, I think that what you're going to see is these these hundred dollar, you know, hundred million dollar blockbuster, you know, uh, weekend box office numbers, or eighty million, or two hundred million, you know, historic crazy numbers like that. I don't think you're gonna see anything like that anymore. I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I just, I think that we're probably seeing the beginning of the end of numbers like that. But in truth be told, I could be wrong because we're gonna see that the true test of this is gonna be when, because. The vaccine is out. They got two different vaccines that are currently being worked on. Uh, one of the companies is Pfizer, right? And another one, I'm not sure the other company, but we have two working vaccines that are going to be coming out. And they're actually in production right now. They're working on this. So the thing is, if you can get asses in the seat, because that's what it's all about, man. If you, if you can get asses in the seat, that's going to be a big deal. But you can't sit there and pretend that some people aren't going to just stay at home even when there's a you know vaccine and the restrictions are loosened up a lot more there's still going to be people who are more comfortable just staying at home and personally i'm one of those people for some of the big movies i'll go i'm definitely going to go see them in the theaters right but i know a lot of people who are not diehard marvel movie fans or star wars movie fans and all that you're going to see a lot of people are going to be willing to stay at home because of the fact that they're there's viewing habits have changed i mean if you spoil people like you're getting ready to spoil them where they can see a lot of these movies for 30 days and then it ends and then you can actually go see them in theaters 
you're gonna have some people who are loyal enough to actually go and want to actually see it in theaters, right? That's definitely a thing, all right? And that's gonna happen. But you're also gonna see a lot of people who are gonna say, mm, nah, I'm cool. Because I mean, think about this, last time, I remember, there's been many times where I've gone to some of the big Marvel movies, right? Perfect example is I went to see the, first, the, the first Avengers movie years ago, right? And back in the day, the, the second time I went to see it, I distinctly remember some jerk off, right? He brought his kids with him. And the thing is, his kids were wilding the F out. It was just crazy how these damn kids were just running around, screaming, hooping, hollering. And then on top of that, him and his wife, they had an infant with them. So you have this baby that's literally crying every 10 to 15 to 20 or 30 minutes, right? And people are, you know, like, hey, really? Really, dude? Really, man? And it's like, yeah, why are you bringing your damn kids to the theaters, man? But that's what happens, man. You got people who are just rude as hell. And so you got a lot of people who are going to they're, they're gonna tune out. They're like, nah, I'm good. I don't need to go to the theaters. I'll just watch it from home. So you're going to see a lot of that. So, man, after the vaccine gets released, I would say the first six months of 20, 2021, right? When you actually know that the numbers are dropping as far as COVID deaths and COVID positive numbers. And when you know that there's going to be a lot of people who haven't died, you know, basically when, when we know that the people have taken the vaccine and they haven't turned into zombies and there's no zombie apocalypse, that's when I, you know, we're going to have a lot of people that are going to be willing to go to the theaters again. So it should be interesting because, like I said, you know, seeing these movies from home, all these big blockbuster movies, that's a big deal, man. In fact, I would say it's a game changer because I think that in my, a lot of people are saying this and it's true. I think that it's probably very possible that we're going to see some of these movies, at least, you know, there's going to be some holdouts, but I think that some of the movies that were supposed to come out, they're going to probably release. Like I could see Black Widow probably coming out around the same time, sometime in December here, right? It's the 11th right now. I can see Disney probably will release Black Widow for maybe a 30-day run on Disney Plus, and then sometime in maybe January, they'll probably release it for the theaters as well. And if you want to buy a copy of it, they might, you know, um, I don't know, though, man. You know, um, maybe they'll have, um, they might do the the same model as HBO Max, where you can view it for 30 days, and then sometime in in January, what they'll do is they'll actually have the ability to actually, uh, you'll have the ability to see it in the theaters, Okay. So we're going to see, because that was an, uh, another expensive one, right? You know, most of the Marvel movies are expensive, you know? So we'll see what happens. All right, so I, I think this is a game changer, man, because like I said, you know, the fact that they were willing to release their Wonder Woman 84, a huge, this, this is literally a billion-dollar potential movie, right? And so the fact that they're willing to release this in the theaters, yeah, that speaks volumes, man. So... You know, excuse me, they're going to release it in the theaters, but the fact that they're putting it on stream. So we're going to see how this goes, because here's the future. If they produce enough subscriptions, because I heard that they had like about 7 million subscriptions, subscribers, right? And so, you know, right now Disney Plus has about, you know, somewhere in the under 80 million. So they're in the 70 million range for subscribers. And the thing is, once these big time you know, blockbuster movies start coming out, like the, uh, well, I wouldn't say the movies, but the TV shows, they got a crazy amount of TV shows that are coming. You got the Moon Knight show. You got the, um, um, 
what's the other one? Miss Marvel. You got the She-Hulk show. You got the um, uh, One Division show. You got the Loki show coming. They got so much content that's getting ready to come out in 2021. And it's like, yo, man, once this stuff starts coming out with these big blockbuster, you know, budgets, a little bit smaller because it's not in the theaters. But the thing is, you know, they have the potential. I mean, I ran some numbers and I ain't no mathematician, but I, I literally ran some numbers and, you know, I think they're at six to seven dollars right now. And when I ran the numbers for them having, you know, you know, of course, you know, there's going to be upkeep and numbers and paying, you know, there's going to be some different fees and stuff. But before all those different fees, you know, they were making about a billion dollars plus with just those 70 million subscribers. So this is a big deal, man. I think the streaming thing is going to be moving forward. This is a thing. You're going to see a lot of them big productions. There's, I don't know. I'm not saying the theaters are going to be completely and totally dead, but, you know, I think you're going to see a lot more production where they're going to probably reduce some of the, you know, big blockbuster budgets, right? You're not going to have the, you know, the old school, you know, 100 million to 200 million, you know, if they're willing to do that and still be profitable with their subscription service, maybe. But I think what's going to happen is because they know they're not going to make as much money in the theaters. Yeah, they're going to make some. But I don't know if you're going to see those big blockbuster numbers like they did in the past. You know, because this, you know, I I don't know. We'll see, man, because I think that this is a trend that's not going away. I think that you're going to see a lot more of these movies. They're going to put it's kind of like what Netflix does. Netflix has these big blockbuster style type of movies, right? But then a lot of times the movies that go to Netflix, you'll have big actors, but then the movies will suck, right? So the thing is, if you just do the exact opposite of the Netflix model, and this is honestly, I think for Netflix, their original stories and original shows are great, but some of these movies they have are terrible. So I think what's going to end up happening is this is going to get Netflix and other subscription services to up their game when it comes to putting great movies on their um, streaming services. Because they know that they can make a bunch of money by actually just, you know, keeping the budgets a little bit tighter, but just having great stories and, you know, great visual effects, but not going completely over the top. But the thing is, I think that television series and also movies are going to change because of the fact that they know they're not going to be able to make as much money in the theaters anymore. They're going to have to change things up a little bit. But then, honestly, 2021 is going to be the, the big test of that because once this vaccine comes out, People might actually still go back to the theater, so we'll see. We'll see, but I think that Disney putting out all this content, and then on top of that, Warner Brothers doing the same thing because they're trying to compete with Disney because they know that Disney has all this great stuff coming out, okay? So we're going to see, all right? So let's move on to the next topic, this live-action Spider-Verse thing, right? Guys, it is so apparent at this point, unless you are just living under a, you just been, you know, living under a rock and you just weren't paying attention. And, and the thing is, that rock would have to be from Mars. So you're literally on a Martian planet, right? And you're the, the rock that you're living under is on Mars. So you have to have been paying attention to this stuff. And if you're not, okay, I'm about to, you know, about to enlighten you a little bit. It's so obvious that a live action version of the Spider-Verse is coming because we heard this rumor and, and I'm, I'm going to give him a shout out. This is a popcorn planet. Andy Signor, uh, I, I'm probably butchering his name. I'm so terrible with names, but 
Popcorn Planet. He's formerly actually of uh, Screen Junkies. But the thing is, he actually put out an article, and this is where this all came from. He put out an article about the upcoming Spider-Man 3 with Tom Holland and about how you know, he did this on Fandom Wire. All right, so you can go check that out. Um, the, there's a Fandom Wire article that he put out where basically he was saying that, yeah, they're going to do a live-action Spider-Verse crossover type thing because you're going to have Tom Holland, right? Then you're going to also have Tobey Maguire playing his version of Spider-Man from the, the, you know, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Verse. And, of course, Andrew Garfield is coming back. So it's one of those things where it's like that was a rumor, right? And he says it's going to – and the thing is it's looking more and more like he was right, okay? Because I'm seeing all this stuff. And then, of course, after he put out that article, I'm trying to get the time frame down because I'm not sure exactly if he his article came out first. But not too long after I was hearing him, you know, he put this article out. And then, of course, he'd been doing a number of videos on it. Then all of a sudden, Jamie Foxx is on the scene. And this is the, when Jamie Foxx was announced as Electro in the MCU. Dude, that was, to me, a red flag. And a lot of people, a lot of pundits out there started talking about it. But it's one of those things where... They were saying, and I think, you know, it's been a while since I looked at it, but I think Jamie Foxx, even on his Instagram, he announced that, yeah, this is the same Jamie, you know, the same Electro from the um, um, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. But then I think he took that post down because the thing is, you don't want to give too much of it away because if that's the case, if it's the same one, come on, guys, this Electro doesn't exist in Tom Holland's universe. So that would mean he exists from the alternate multiverse, all right? A different Earth fighting a different Spider-Man. So that was the first clue, right? And, you know, I think it's once they had Jamie Foxx, that started getting everybody's spider sense tingling, as they say, right? Hell yeah, your spider sense will start tingling because it's like, dude, come on, man. To me, the writing is at the wall. And they've kind of been loosely playing around with this idea of the Sony-verse and there being a multiverse because of the fact that in... The trailer. Go back to the trailer for um, for um, what's that movie uh, with Jared Leto, the um, Morbius. So in Morbius, at the end, Michael Keaton is in that movie as you know the character he played. You know, he he basically played um, the character he played from um, Spider-Man: Homecoming, right? And you know what? Oh God, I'm terrible with names. I should know the the the, uh, the vulture. There you go. Jeez, <laughs> I am so getting old, pushing into those forties. <laughs> yeah, man. But he played the vulture in the Morbius trailer. So my thing is, look, man. I think that um, you know, it's a red flag and a half. They've been hinting this stuff. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Alfred Molina, who played Doc Ock. In the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, you know, the Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire. Dude, he's coming back as Doc Ock. It's so obvious this is what this is now. All the major trades, you got Deadline, you got um, the Hollywood Reporter. A bunch of the big ones are starting to come out with this. And the thing is, you know, shout out to Popcorn Planet, Andy Signore. Yo, he, 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 I'm going to give him his props and kudos, man. He was the first one to um, mention it. And I think he's right. I think this is a live-action Spider-Verse coming. And the thing is, when you have Doc Ock showing up, the original actor, dude, that's a red flag. And, you know, and there's another, another rumor I'm hearing, too, that this is going to be a very, very big movie. 
Because the thing is, here's another one, and I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm move on to the, um, the this next story now. Because the next story I'm gonna be talking about is now we got possibly Daredevil, uh, Daredevil, showing up, also in Spider-Man Three. And this is crazy, man. Now part of me is thinking, okay, this movie is getting too big, right? There's too much happening. But here's what you got to keep in mind why I'm not worried. I'm not worried because, number one, Kevin Foggy is in charge of everything MCU. If he thinks it's a good idea, it's going to happen. He's not going to put out garbage. He has never let us down. Okay? There has never been a garbage... There's no no garbage... Um, um, not Spider-Man, but just MCU movies in general. I think, you know... None of these movies have not made a profit. So if he thinks he can pull this off as an executive producer and have a great director, have a great actors involved, because the thing is, you know, chances are it's going to be something like if they just give the feel of like what they did in the Sony um, Enter the Spider-Verse movie, have a bunch of different characters and different versions of Spider-Man, but have like, you know, them not have like major arcs, but actively be a part of the movie, then... I mean, it's 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 very possible to do this, man. And I'm thinking what they're doing is there's I, I, I'm hearing here's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that it's um, what what might be happening is the events of WandaVision, because you know um, Wanda has alter uh, you know reality warping powers. She can warp time and space and multiverse in different dimensions. So I think the events in WandaVerse. And in the multiverse of madness, you know, that's going to be in the Doctor Strange movie. But I think that the, that, that movie is going to end up, Doctor Strange is going to have to fix stuff that happens that Wanda probably changes by accident. And also he's going to be, you know, having to fix stuff that's going to happen in Spider-Man 3. So I think this is going to be a big deal, man. But, you know, some other stuff I'm hearing is um, um, other actors that might be showing up that they've been talking to him is um, Christian Dunst. Um, they, they're talking about bringing her back as MJ. Um, they're talking about, um, I, I heard they were talking to the, the actor. Um, what the hell is his name? You know, I, I don't have all this. You know, I, I should have, I, I apologize. William Defoe. Yeah, I, I don't really have any notes in front of me. I'm kind of uh, doing this show kind of on the fly, to be honest. You know, uh, I have a little bit of notes on a notepad, but I don't have my computer in front of me because I'm actually shooting this from somewhere else or recording this from somewhere else. But um, he might be coming back, and you know that there's a um, a version of you know I haven't seen anything about a rhino, right? But you know the actor that played um, rhino, there was a rhino uh, actor that played him in the um, Amazing Spider-Man at the end of the uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two. So there's a possibility that they're trying to bring back the sinister. They're trying to create a sinister six, right? And then what's going to happen is. Um, they're coming from different dimensions, right? Or different multiverses. Somehow they they cross over into Tom Holland's universe. I think that this that might be possibly what they're trying to do because I'm hearing there's gonna be a lot of people. So this movie is getting it's almost like it's getting so big and so epic that they're trying to do a Spider-Man version of Endgame. And I think I'm gonna speculate this. I think the reason for that is because I think Spider-Man is getting ready to go back. I think Tom Holland Spider-Man is getting ready to go to the the Sony verse. And what they're doing is they're trying to go out with a bang. And then what's going to happen is for a few years, you know, maybe two or three movies, Tom Holland is going to be doing, you know, some Spider-Man movies for Sony. 
And then every once in a while, he might do one or two team-ups in the MCU because they're kind of connecting the Sony-verse and the uh, MCU a little bit. That's what I think. But um, let's go ahead and move forward. So Daredevil. There is a rumor that Daredevil might also, you know, Charlie Cox's Daredevil might actually be in this movie. Because here's the thing, and this is what I'm hearing, right? The reason he's going to probably be in this movie is because if you remember the end of uh, Far From Home, what happened at the end of Far From Home? Basically, J. Jonah Jameson had revealed that um, Spider-Man and Peter Parker were the same person. So here's what they could do. If you have different Spider-Men show up, then that's going to blow that out of the water. And what if there's some kind of a trial that comes up, right? Where maybe, you know, because of the murder that he, you know, they say he murdered Mysterio, right? So what if Mysterio, personally, I think there's a possibility that Mysterio might not be dead. He could have, like, faked that whole thing, so he might come back. Because if they're creating a situation where the Sinister Six shows up, you know, Mysterio's part of the Sinister Six. So he, Jake Gyllenhaal might be back. He might still be alive, you know, because remember, he has that technology that can create illusions. So he might not be dead. But anyway, Charlie Cox, what might happen was because Peter Parker is revealed to be Spider-Man, they might put him on trial. And then at some point, um, Charlie Cox's Daredevil will show up, right? And then he'll be Peter Parker's lawyer. I think this is pretty cool because what's happening is as his lawyer, he might, you know, be trying to convince everybody that this is impossible, blah, blah, blah. Then all of a sudden, other Spider-Man emerge. And maybe they even use this other Spider-Man showing up and somehow finding out that he, Tom Holland's Spider-Man, you know, Peter Parker is who he is. And so maybe they're just flying around with his uniform on. This is something I heard from, um, I can't remember where I heard this from. I, this might have been Andy Signore again. But um, that's a pretty good theory, man, because the fact is you can't just be, you know, even if it's an accidental death because of the fact that, you know, the dude died, they still might put him on trial, Right. So if another version of Spider-Man shows up and is basically doing the same stuff in the Spider-Man universe or the Spider-Man uniform, right? Even if it's a different Spider-Man uniform, if, if Tobey Maguire's or Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man shows up, then that's going to blow all that stuff that J. Jonah Jameson said out of the water. So that could be a scenario they do. And if Charlie Cox shows up, I think that he'll be the lawyer. But something else that'll happen is he'll be the lawyer of Peter Parker and Daredevil will probably show up on the big screen for the final fight scene with the bad guys. That's what I think could happen, which I think that would be epic and pretty damn amazing. Now, moving forward, what will this mean for the Daredevil character? What will they do for the, uh, the character? I think that you could probably see them reviving the Daredevil show. Because the thing is, I, I personally, some people are saying they're going to recast if they do do a Daredevil. Because keep in mind, take this with a grain of salt. If he shows up in the movie, they're either going to do other Daredevil, you know, they're going to do Daredevil movies or they're going to do uh, a revival of uh, season four of Daredevil the show. All right. And what will happen is either it'll stay rated, you know, kind of R rated as far as, you know, because uh, maybe Disney will find some way of doing because they got all these different properties. Right. They got the Fox properties. You know, if they're bringing back a Predator movie and a bunch of other stuff, then what they're doing is they're going to probably figure out a way to actually have their properties on the Disney Plus website, but have it on some kind of a firewall to where, you know, you click on these movies and then it goes and links out to maybe some other web 
page or something in the same app if you have the, the mobile app and on the website or on the uh, TV app, you know, same thing. They'll figure out some way to actually separate the content to where you click on it and it takes you somewhere else. That way um, it doesn't because Disney is real protective because uh, what's his face there? It's uh, what's the guy? He used to be the CEO. Now he's just the chairman of the board. Um, ah, what's the dude's name? Um, I'm terrible at all these different names, man. But um, what is this dude's name? I'm going to go crazy. You know what? Let me look this up real quick because I'm going to go crazy if I don't look this up. All right. So I'm going to record this and look this up at the same time. What's this dude's um, name here? You know what? Nah, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Let me move forward. It doesn't matter. You can look it up. Hell, I don't know. But I think that it would be really cool if they just, because the thing is, this would be an awesome opportunity to introduce the Kingpin to the MCU, right? Um, you can still have Daredevil be Daredevil. And um, honestly, because you, the idea with some of these new shows that are coming out with on Disney Plus is they're doing street level crime, right? Some of the smaller stuff. It doesn't always have to be, you know, grand scale, save the universe from Thanos or other people, right? So just bring Daredevil back and then just, you know, move on with a different villain. And, you know, you can kind of loosely base the new show, season four, on some of the events. You can kind of loosely, you know, mention some of the other events. And honestly, you could kind of mention the other events. Because the thing is, if these are smaller time, you know, um, heroes then you actually can just have all the events of the other shows happen and, and not be a big deal. Just, you know, not really focus so much on continuity being a big deal, in my opinion. All right, because Charlie Cox was a great daredevil, and I think it'd be great if they could bring him back. Now, with that being said, um, other shows that I think they should bring back, and or will they bring back? Luke Cage started off great, right? But... To me, that second season was, eh, it was all right, but it was a little bit all over the place. And um, I think the first season started off great, but then when they when when they went from when they went from the main villain to all of a sudden killing him, and now it's his his cousin, and then all of a sudden there's another guy, it's his brother, Bushwhacker, right? You have Cottonmouth starting off as the main villain. And then you had um, his cousin who killed him, which was, it, the way they did it was so weird. It, it was so crazy because it was so left field, right? And so, I don't know if they could bring back Luke Cage. I mean, the actor was great. You know, if they could just bring the show back and just, I don't know, um, bring the show back, but then just kind of recast some different things and just, you know, kind of, let's pretend like the events of that show that, you know, season one and two didn't even happen. They could do that. Or they could just change things up a little bit and just make a better show. I don't know. They could do that. If there's anyone who could pull it off as an executive producer and come up with an idea and then get creative people to make it happen, I think it's Kevin Foggy. So, I don't know. Me personally, I could go do without, but, you know, we'll see. I, I'm not too – I don't think they'll do it. Same thing with uh, Jessica Jones. I just think her character was kind of annoying. So, I didn't even – look, there's a third season on Netflix. I didn't even watch it. That's how unappealing that show was to me. I kind of sort of liked the first season. Season two was eh, iffy at best. And then three, yeah, I didn't, I've didn't. i never watched it. Uh, Iron Fist, 
um, the Iron Fist character was kind of cool when he showed up in um, Iron, you know, when he showed up in um, Luke Cage season two. Um, but personally, I just think that that was the only thing great was their interaction together. The actor himself as Iron Fist, I mean, that first season was garbage. I hated that first season. So if they could just recast that actor, <laughs> they might have to just recast it because his martial arts was crap. All right, it's like, especially that first season, it's almost like he didn't put any work in, or they rushed it. And because they rushed it, the martial arts training just was not there. It just looked crappy, you know? Because I'm used to actors actually putting in the work to actually show up and look good for some of the stunt stuff. I mean, look at Scarlett Johansson and um, Chris Evans as uh, Captain America. I mean, some of that choreography from the uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier was amazing. But um, that's just perfect example of the actors taking the work seriously and doing the training. But um, I don't know if they don't if they go without those shows and don't bring them back, that'd be fine. I, I, I could care less to be honest. But the ones I'm hearing about the most, are the most popular. I love the Punisher. John Bernthal was great. If they could bring back his version of the Punisher and have it stay dark and gritty, I think that'd be great. I really do. And, um, yeah, man. I mean, so those are the shows I care about. I mean, Daredevil and The Punisher. Those are two shows that I would love for them to bring back. All right. If they could bring those shows back to Disney Plus and then have it somehow link out to, you know, I don't know, some kind of Fox, you know, uh, R-rated thing. Because, you know, you got to have, like, a little bit of a firewall because, um, um, Bob Iger, it's funny, that's the name, you know, Bob Iger, okay, so that's the name that I was trying to get earlier, all right, Bob Iger was the CEO of, um, Disney, he stepped down, and so now he's the chairman of the board, but as long as he's still running Disney, you know, the big thing is he wanted to separate, because this is where, you know, we now know that they're, they're definitely going to have, um, a Deadpool 3 movie, right, but the thing is, there was this big controversy on whether or not it would be, you know, rated R or PG-13. So I'm, I'm hearing that it's going to probably be PG-13, or oh, excuse me, rated R. And so how are you going to do this, having some of your rated R content? Because the thing is, some of these rated R movies are part of the Fox properties. I can't imagine seeing a PG-13 Predator movie. That would just be crap. And if they're actually using this Fox property and they're actually doing a... Um, you know, a Predator movie and rebooting it. Okay, well, I need it to be rated R because I can't imagine a PG-13 Predator movie. I don't think it's going to be gritty enough, you know? I need to see that violence. I need to see those body parts that are, you know, the, the bodies that are skinned, you know, or the, 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 the Predator ripping out a person's spinal column in their head, right? That's the kind of stuff that I liked about the first two movies. Even the um, Predators movie back in the day that by uh, Robert Rodriguez... Um, the one where they're actually on a uh, hunting planet. I, I actually like that one. So those are the three Predator movies that were great. And everything else was garbage. But um, it should be interesting though, man. I mean, but as far as those Netflix shows. That if they could bring those back. They wouldn't have to do that much creatively either. Because people love their devil show. I don't think they would have to do that much, man. So if they could bring a Daredevil show back, 
and they can also do a uh, Punisher show and somehow separate them from the overall, you know, MCU show stuff, you know? I mean, I think, hey, look, I'm on board. Because John Bernthal was a great Punisher. And I so, I'm so sad that that movie, or that show, rather, did not get a third season. And they could have, because the thing is, you know, honestly, by itself, they could have completely separated that and kept it going. Um, but, you know, hey, look, Marvel, you know, we'll see what happens, man. Yeah, but that's it for that. And um, I guess um, the final thing I want to talk about is, uh, I don't know, I kind of have a little short list on some stuff, movies that I'm really looking forward to. And uh, I, I want to try to talk about that. So let me talk a little bit about this short list of 2021, some of the movies that I'm looking forward to actually seeing because 2020 has been a god-awful crazy year. So let me talk about my list of the top 10 movies, comic book movies. You know, there's a bunch of other movies coming out, but I'm a comic book geek, you know, so a comic book movie fan. So I got my list of top 10. So for number 10 on down, I'm going to give you this list real quick. So here's here we go. Let's talk about this list. All right, so let me go ahead and give you this list. All right, these are... These are, it's a, it's a mixture. It's a comic book movies and, of course, also um, other stuff. Mostly comic book movies. But there's other movies in the list, too. So let me just scratch my original statement. All right, so let me give you number 10. Yo, number 10 is going to be a tie. There's going to be two movies in this number 10 spot because of the fact that, and I'm going to tell you why. Mortal Kombat and also No Time to Die. Now, I'm going to tell you why it's tied. I'm a huge fan of the Mortal Kombat video game series, especially the newest ones, the recent ones. You know, you, you, you can't forget the originals, right? Mortal Kombat 1 and 2. I was a kid when those came out, and I remember when arcades were a thing, and you didn't even have to play the game, but you just go, go to these arcades, and you could just basically be in a big crowd of people and just see everyone enjoying versus mode when everyone's going against each other and it was so crazy because you had some guys that were super awesome and some dudes that were not so awesome but it was always just fun to see people just you know just those fatalities all right i remember one of the fatalities i can't remember the character's name but it was not um you know it's it's goro it's the same species i can't remember that what that character's name was i think it's a mataro no it's not mataro mataro was a dude with uh who was a uh a minotaur what was that character's name? I can't remember, but it was the dude. He, he basically was in the, he's the same species as Goro, and he had four, um, I think it was Kintaro. It might have been Kintaro. But anyway, I remember he did this fatality where it was done. It was Shang Tsung, and then it said, finish him. And all of a sudden, he, the, the dude did a, something really fast, right, with the joystick and pushed a couple of buttons. All of a sudden, he morphed, Shang Tsung morphed into Kotaro and punched this guy and the guy exploded. The only thing that was left was his upper body was gone and his lower body was still there. It was awesome. I remember this to, as this is years ago. This is 20 something plus years ago and I still remember that. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to this new rendition of the Mortal Kombat movie that apparently is coming straight to streaming. They're going to put it on streaming as well. I look forward to it because I want to see what they can do with it. You know, if the if the genre is taken seriously and you have a great writer, great director, we're going to see what they do with it. No Time to Die, I mean, 
it's a James Bond movie, but I gotta be honest, I'm not really super into James Bond movies. I mean, I'll watch them when they come out, most definitely, but I'm not really huge into going to see this No Time to Die, so honestly, it's number 10 on my radar, and your list is probably different than mine, but keep in mind, I'm not a huge James Bond fan, so there you go. So number nine. Number nine on the list is The Eternals, and it's kind of the same thing. It's a Marvel property, so I know it'll be good, but... To me, it's got to feel kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy because it's a cosmic, they're going in this cosmic direction where you have these superheroes that are in outer space from a different planet. I'm not sure, I don't even know that much about their background because the thing is, you know, I just don't know that much about these characters, the Eternals, right? I'll go watch it because it's a Marvel property, but the thing is, I'm not really all interested in seeing it. But when it comes out, I'll go see it. So it's number nine on my list. Number eight is going to be Shang-Chi. This one is going to be interesting because of the fact that I'm hearing some of the stuff about how it's some kind of a martial arts tournament, almost like Enter the Dragon back in the day. You know, and I'm a huge fan of martial arts movies, right? You know, even to this day, you know, I practice a little bit of martial arts, you know, off and on my entire, you know, since I was 16. So I definitely wouldn't mind seeing great martial arts on the screen, big screen, you know? So that's going to be pretty cool. You know, and it's an MCU movie, so you know it's going to be, you know, done well, done, you know, good actors, good director, and all that good stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. That's number eight. Number seven is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ghostbusters Afterlife, man, <laughs> I've seen the trailers for it, and I got to tell you, I want to see it. But the premise comes across as kind of strange to me because apparently this is a movie where Egon is the grandfather to these children. And it's like, do I really want to see a Ghostbusters movie where the kids are the main attraction? And it's like, to me, uh, I mean, my enthusiasm isn't super high. That's why it's number seven on the list. But I'll go check it out because it's a Ghostbusters movie. But I'm like, how good can it possibly be? If there's no adults. I mean, I heard Dan Aykroyd is going to be in it, of course. And the thing is, something else that's kind of weird with this premise is the fact that they say it's 30 years. Because in trailers, it clearly says that it's been 30 years since there's been a ghost sighting. How did ghosts just, they're all over the place in the first two movies, Ghostbusters 1 and 2. And all of a sudden, they just stop. There's no appearances. No, you know, parapsychology type stuff. No paranormal events. It don't make no sense, man. So we're going to see how the movie goes. It should be interesting. I hope it's good, man, because, like I said, my thing is what would make sense is that this is a movie that, you know, I mean, instead of teenage Ghostbusters, why not have adults? Like, my thing is, you know, I heard there was this, a list of people, right, that could have been on this a new Ghostbusters movie that was they were trying to develop years ago before the 2016 all-female cast came out, which... I didn't completely hate that movie, but I didn't like it either, to be honest. But, you know, I was hoping that maybe they could have adult actors in this thing. I mean, we're talking about like maybe some of the best comedic actors around. I mean, they could have kept Kristen Wiig, right? She could have been in it. That would have been great. And then they have, uh, of course, I was thinking maybe Seth Rogen and maybe um, other actors, Ben... Um, Oh, God. You know what? I, 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 I'm going to stop because I don't want to um, 
mess with all these different names and stuff because I'm terrible at names. But uh, just different stuff like that, man. I, I'm just... It's just one of those things where I want to see the movie, but I don't know. We'll see where they go moving forward because I don't know. This kid Ghostbusters thing kind of threw me off. So we'll see what happens, man. All right, so number six. Number six on the list, and this one's actually going to happen in 2020, right? And that's uh, Wonder Woman 84. But I got it on the list because of the fact that, you know, I'm probably going to see it a couple of times because it's going to be in December. So I'll see it in theaters, and then I'll see it, of course, in the um, streaming. And I know I'll see it more than once, and I'll probably be, of course, in December, and then a couple of times, maybe in January, because I want to actually break it down and see if it's as good as it looks, you know, because sometimes you got to get a second look, because to me, DC is on the come up, all right? DC, you know, for a minute was really, really far and lagging behind because they kind of moved too fast with, you know, Man of Steel, then they went into Batman versus Superman, and then they went into... Um, uh, Justice League, which is a disaster, but now all of a sudden I'm hearing all this great stuff about the, uh, you know, of course, the um, Snyder Cut, which, that's, hey, let me just say this, the Snyder Cut's on the list, so I'm going to talk to you about that too, but yeah, number six is Wonder Woman 84, I look forward to seeing that. Number five on the list is Morbius. Morbius, man, the trailers is what's got me really wanting to see Morbius, man, because those the trailer makes the movie look great. The idea of a vampire, right? He's basically a vampire, but he starts off really sickly, right? So he does a eugenics experiment where he takes vampire bats and genetically modifies himself, and now he's a human vampire hybrid. And so that trailer was really, really damn good. So I'm like, I'm I'm on board, and I really want to see this movie, man. It looks great. Jared Leto is a great actor, so we're going to see what he does, man. Because, you know, and I, honestly, I'm one of the people that's going to say this. I was a fan. I, you know, the look of Jared Leto's Joker was a little bit off and kind of strange, but I didn't completely hate it. I think people hated on it so much that it's like, Jesus Christ, they should have just gave it a chance. I know it was a little bit different. You know, he had the gold teeth and the tattoos. Yeah, it's a little bit off. But look, man. If Jared Little was given a chance, because they didn't have a lot of scenes of the Joker in the original uh, David Ayer cut of the uh, Suicide Squad. So my thing is, I'm hoping that, you know, when the Suicide Squad, um, or excuse me, when the uh, Snyder Cut comes out, because I heard that, you know, Jared Little's coming to the Snyder Cut. Hopefully it'll be enough to revamp the idea of having a Joker and Harley Quinn movie because that was something that was in the works which honestly I think they should have did that instead of Birds of Prey because that movie was not complete garbage but it didn't do that well so yeah that's it number five is going to be Morbius I look forward to seeing what Jared Little can do to that character you know because he's going to be one of their characters that's in their uh, it's currently the Venomverse but I think it's going to be the Spider-Verse in the next couple years because they're going to bring Spider-Man back to the Sony-verse or Venomverse or whatever the hell they're calling it this week. <laughs> and number four. Number four, and I'm really looking forward to this. I, you know, honestly, I almost could probably move this to the front of the, you know, for, to the top of the list, to be fair. Um, but the reason it's not at the top of the list, because I'll, I'll give you the reasons for why it's not at the top here. I like it. I like hearing all the news that's coming out of it. There's all this different stuff that's coming, right? I mean, they got... Um, 
Joe Manganiello, I, I, I butchered the man's name, but he's going to be more prominent in this movie. Yeah, Ben Affleck's been doing some reshoots, right? Um, then, of course, they're bringing Jared Leto. Because this movie, the Snyder Cut, is becoming a four-part little miniseries that's becoming a little bit more than, than Zack Snyder was originally doing. Some of the stuff he had originally, the ideas were great, and he didn't get, you know, the, Josh Whedon dropped some of the stuff, right? But the thing is... Now that he's had a couple years to think about it, you know, he's adding stuff on top of it, and AT&T has given him the budget to do it. So I'm thinking the Snyder Cut is going to be really, really exciting. I mean, the fact that Darkseid is going to be in this briefly, I don't think he's going to be a huge, huge part of it, but there are some scenes with Darkseid. There's going to be more of the nightmare sequence stuff, and I'm thinking if it works, I'm of the opinion that if it works and it does great, AT&T is, their attitude about some of Snyder's ideas are a lot different than some of the original management. In fact, I think that if it does well, what we could see is there might be a Justice League Part 2 where Ben Affleck and some of the other actors could come back and they could do other stuff. I think there's a possibility of another Justice League movie in the next five years. That's just my opinion. So that's number four is the Snyder Cut. Number three, this one's funny because I think this movie might be coming out before the year's out, but I put it in 2021 because I'm not sure what Disney's going to do yet. We don't know yet. Black Widow. I like the Black Widow character, and honestly, I'm just curious to see because the trailers look good. Honestly, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with this character because I am of the opinion, excuse me, ooh, did a little burp there. I don't know if the audio caught it. <laughs> You know what? I, um, maybe I'll edit it out. Who knows? I might keep it. Who cares, right? Here's the thing. I am of the opinion that maybe there's a possibility that they'll probably do something. If the, if the movie's successful, I think you might see this character come back. If Scarlett Johansson is on board, dude, it's the world of comic book movies, so you know you can always fake death somebody and bring the character back years later somehow. All right, especially if you're doing a multiverse. It could be magic. It could be the multiverse. Maybe a different version of her shows up. We don't know. But I think that if the movie does well, they could bring her back. So I just want to see what, what they do. But this movie, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Now, these are the most prominent ones on my list. And I'm going to give you to num- why number one is number one here in a minute. But uh, a lot of people don't realize it, but Venom 2. Venom 2 was supposed to come out, I think, in October of this year, 2020. But keep in mind, Sony did the, I guess, what they thought was a smart thing, right? They saw the writing was on the wall with the coronavirus, and they said, we're pulling everything until next year when this damn thing gets under control. I am so looking forward to Venom 2 because of the fact that we have Andy Serkis is actually going to be a director in this movie. And um, Tom Hardy, of course, is coming back, which I thought the, um, the going back and forth between him and Venom was pretty funny, right? But then Woody Harrelson being Carnage, Cletus Cassidy, I think this movie is going to be pretty damn epic. I think it's going to be pretty cool, and I look forward to it, man. Because I, I honestly, I mean, 2020 really sucked for all these great movies that were supposed to come out. Morbius was come, supposed to come out this year. Ghostbusters was supposed to come out this year. And then, of course, Venom 2, man. So I'm, I'm looking forward to Venom 2. And then number one on my list, right? Tom Holland's Spider-Man 3. With all the news that I gave you, and I'm going to be honest with you, 
at first when I was hearing all this stuff, I was thinking this movie, I'm like a lot of guys, I was thinking that this movie is getting way too crowded. But the more and more information I'm getting, the more and more I'm thinking, damn, this movie sounds like it's going to be good. It's going to be so damn epic. And it's an MCU sash Sony movie, right? And these movies, these partnership movies have been great. And with Kevin Foggy at the helm as executive producer, dude, he is not, he's got a track record. He's not going to make sure, he's going to make sure this movie is great. He's not going to put out garbage. So everything that you're worried about, and and, and truth be told, I have been a little bit concerned because I do think that, I love Kevin Foggy. He's our Lord and Savior in the MCU, right? But when it comes down to the way Marvel has handled the Spider-Man character, I did not like at all. This whole Iron Man Jr. thing they were doing. In fact, they're still doing it with, um, you know, in this third movie because now Doctor Strange is taking on some kind of a friendly, you know, um, mentorship type role. And I'm like, damn, Spider-Man is cool by himself. We don't need all this garbage. But whatever, man, it is what it is. I don't like it, but it is what it is, I guess, you know. But, I mean, as long as... Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man still is the most integral part of the movie. If it's kind of like, the best way to look at this is why, I mean, I like this idea is all these different villains that are coming back and it's obviously looking like it's going to be a live-action Spider-Verse slash Multiverse type deal, right? If they can do a live-action feel kind of like they did with the uh, Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse movie, the animated movie, right? I think that's the direction they could go. But all this news we're getting about this movie, I'm sorry, guys, but this is looking like this is the best idea for, you know, the direction of a, a Spider-Man movie. And I think that it, it sounds like, honestly, this could be a, you know, this is what a lot of people are saying, I agree. This sounds like this could be a MCU Spider-Man version of, like, Endgame, a Spider-Man, like, Endgame type movie. And I think that's pretty cool. So look, guys, that's my list, man. I know you don't agree with it. Some of y'all are going to agree. Some of y'all are not. But, hey, that's, those are the movies I'm looking more forward to. And honestly, as time changes and things get closer, the list might change a little bit. But for right now, I mean, these are the movies I'm looking more forward to. And truth be told, a lot of these different shows, I'm kind of looking forward to them too. But, you know, the shows are different. So maybe I'll put together a list later on of all the different Marvel stuff in one big pot. You know, movies slash shows that I want to see. So, yeah, that's it, guys. So, hey, do me a favor. If you like the content you heard in the show, all right, because this is it for this. I am Dunsies, right? This is Dunsville. If you like this show, do me a favor. Um, follow me on YouTube because I actually put this. I'm going to be putting some of the shows on YouTube. You can actually listen to it there. But also uh, subscribe to the show here on uh, Anchor. And I'm on so many other, wherever you are. Whether it's on Anchor, Spotify, or anywhere else that is, um, you're actually listening to this, you know, give me a review. Give me a two star, one star, five star. Just tell me what you think because it helps the show get better. I'm honestly a guy, I'm not in my basement, but I am literally in my bedroom most of the time recording these shows. So I'm doing the best I can and I'm hoping to get better. So let me know what you think. All right. Maybe give me some show topics on some things you would like me to cover and uh, places where you can follow me. Um, I'm trying to be a little bit more active on YouTube, but um, I'm actually, my YouTube channel, that's Mr. Jones Speaks, so you can actually check me out there. Then there's, um, uh, you can actually follow me. I'm actually 
as I'm doing this, I'm actually pretty active on TikTok now. I'm actually trying to build a little bit of following on TikTok. So uh, you can follow me on TikTok. That's Mr. Jones Speaks on TikTok. And um, that's it, guys. So um, I hope you enjoyed the show. Till next time. Later.